I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. And you're listening to Going Offsides, presented by the Lacrosse Collective on the Lacrosse All-Stars Podcast Network. Welcome back, everybody, to Episode 6. In today's episode, Nick sits down with Hope College head coach Mike Shanhels to discuss how he handles coaching while teaching full-time. They'll also discuss how Hope has grown into a tournament contender, how to maximize efficiency as a coach, and they even spend some time talking about one of our favorite movies and a lacrosse favorite, American Pie. Let's dive right into it. So in 2005, was it, you took over at, at Hope, right, for the club program? Yeah, correct. Yeah, when they when they made the jump to the MCLA, mm-hmm. that's when I came on board. Okay. And um, a lot of the younger, even in Michigan, a lot of the younger coaches have no idea that you actually have, is it one or two state championships at EGR? Uh, two. And a, and a, a runner-up, which still haunts me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think, like, I never really thought about that because it's like the younger generation of coaches in Michigan, like, you're just you know, the coach from hope, which is not, not a bad thing at all. But, uh, I I guess no one really even knew that you had a lot of experience in Grand Rapids before that, at least the younger guys don't, especially over here on the East side. So, uh, it was a long time ago. That was a, that was a different era for sure. But, uh, great group, great group of kids. Um, and, and I was just a kid. I think I was 21 when I started. So, um, you know, they're, <laughs> those guys are closer to my age now that we're all older, yeah, uh, but sure. just a great group of people and boy, we had a good time. Uh, and you know, they, they made the movie American pie off, um, you know, that cohort of kids. So they, they knew how to have a good time and they were very competitive and just, just a fantastic group of people. All right. Well, well, since you brought it up, I always thought so. <laughs> when, when it yeah. said East Great Falls, I was like, okay, this oh, yeah. looks no, like a that's... combination of East Grand Rapids and Forest Hills. And no, so I it was, was never straight up East Grand Rapids. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. So it was, you know, they, they, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I don't know uh, the half of what was actually going on behind the scenes there, which is probably good that I didn't know all that. But, uh, <laughs> but just an exceptional group of, of people dynamic and, you know, interesting who've all gone on to, to do great things. And so I was yeah. very fortunate to start my, my coaching career with those guys. So in, in addition to coaching at hope and, and what year did you go varsity? Is that 2013 or was it earlier than that? Yeah, I think that was 2013. Okay. So, I mean, from the, from the second I started coaching there, uh, you know, we were going to try to do it the right way, whatever the resources we had, um, you know, we were going to try to compete as well as we possibly could. And so I haven't really changed my, my coaching approach at all. Obviously the, the, you know, the landscape with recruiting and things has changed um, and the level of competition has changed and the, you know, but our approach is been the same the whole mm-hmm. time so have a great experience you know work hard in school uh you know take advantage of all that that hope college has to offer because it's a great place um you know be good friends with one another and and have a great time so right part of that part of that obviously is 
trying your best to win too. So, yeah. Uh, but we have fun every day. It's, 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 uh, I really, really, this spring missed those guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Zoom and Zoom is not cutting it for, you know, getting together and playing and enjoying ourselves and, and so forth. So it was, uh, kind of allowed us to step back. And for me personally, you know, I'm not a young dude anymore. So it's kind of allowed me to reflect on everything and, you know, where we've been and what we've done and, and, um, very grateful for the the chance to to be there for sure yeah yeah still be there which is great so i mean as much as you know you miss the season i feel like for a lot of guys that have been coaching for a long time like sure would we have rather have had a season absolutely but oh for sure it's been nice to take this time and and like you said reflect spend some more time with the family like you like you've been doing doing a little bit more reading kind of reevaluate what's been missing possibly over the last couple years no idea how hard i was working like i just (laughs) was doing it i didn't i didn't have a chance to really reflect on it and Mm -hmm. wow you know so I i was keeping quite a pace so so speaking about um, yeah, that, if there has been any silver lining whatsoever, it's been, it's been that, um, and, uh, you know, both, both of our sons are, are home, which we didn't ever think was going to happen again. So we've just completely enjoyed that having their company and they're great kids and, uh, lots of time with my, my wife, which I'm really grateful for. And, um, so it's been, it's been very difficult because our whole routine and our mission has been interrupted, you know, with our, our, you know, being, my wife is an educator too. Um, you know, our world's been flipped around quite a bit with that, but you know, we're, we're really lucky to live where we live and to, to have each other. And so feel very fortunate and counting our blessings at the same time, trying to figure out how to work through this. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I know how you feel. Uh, my wife's working the COVID unit at the hospital, so there oh, was a, there was a stretch in of Ann about uh, in, in Ann Arbor too. near near Ann Arbor. Yeah, um, wow. There was a stretch of about two months where we slept in separate bedrooms. So yeah, and then once it trickled oh, down gosh. to maybe like one or two patients, it's like okay, that's enough of this. Oh, <laughs> that's so scary and so stressful. You don't, you know. You, you kind of coming out of it now a little bit. I have a former player, uh, Ryan Holmes, who's in the same exact situation. And he lives in Ann Arbor. You know, he was giving us updates at the beginning of this. And he's like, coach, it's really bad. And, and, um, you know, it was nice to have his perspective and insight on how everything's working. And yeah. So. From people that deal with it, not just the news. Yeah, I agree. Correct. Correct. <laughs> yeah. The, the news, which is not the news. <laughs> Yeah. No basis in reality half the time. So, so what, what many people don't know. So, you know, over the last couple of years, you've either, you know, won your conference. What is it? Two, two years in a row, you went to the NCAA tournament, 2018, uh, just, 2019, uh, just 2019. So okay. we won the uh, regular season league title lot. That's right. A, uh, championship game in a tight one. Um, credit to Albion for, for winning that game. Um, and then, you know, we were finally able to break through uh, 2019 and win both the regular season championship and the uh, tournament game. Lost a, a overtime game in the first round of the NCAA tournament, which was um, uh, uh, 
you know, what an experience, but a very, very difficult end to just a wonderful yeah. season for us. And um, so we were really excited this year to, to do everything we could to get back. And, um, you know, that was a bummer that that got paused for us and for our 11 seniors and, uh, you know, difficult. But, you know, we're, you know, we've got a great group coming in and, and we're going to try to keep competing as best we can going forward so we're mm -hmm. really excited about that so yeah you've you've obviously had a lot of success especially since about 2015 it looks like 2015 2016 things kind of clicked or finally all started going in the right direction for you um you know you've been teaching for what over 18 years now 20 years a lot of people uh, don't yeah, know this is yeah this is my um this is my 29th year as a teacher okay and a lot of yep. people don't know or realize that, you know, Hope is, you know, it's a D3 program in the MIAA and, you know, it's, it's a varsity Correct. program. However, you've been a full-time teacher the entire time while working as a head coach. Correct. Yes. So yep. I've had a lot yeah. of questions good... about that okay. <laughs> from right. other coaches because it's hard enough to make the NCAA tournament as it is, especially in D3 where there's so many teams. But to do it while working on in another 40, 50 hour a week job is just, it's its honestly unheard of. It used to be a lot more common, uh, you know, in the 90s at D3 schools for guys to have multiple, you know, positions. But it's not really common anymore. So uh, one yeah, of the questions I had. a dinosaur in that regard. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> yeah. So one of the questions I had from a coach was how, how are you able to, or how do you work your recruiting to, to work for you and around your schedule? Um, well, obviously it's, it's gotta be a priority. Um, you know, so the, the, the first thing I do in the morning, um, is work on it. So I get up early exercise and work on it. Um, while I'm having some coffee, uh, and you know, I've, I've been an English teacher for, for years. So my prep work for that is, is done pretty effectively. And then I also have the summer to prepare if I have to teach a new class or add a book or change something, you know, so I think the secret is to be as prepared as you possibly can. Um, and because I'm older, I have a head start on that, on that, <laughs> you know, so been there, done that. And it's, it's, it's not, everything is not new for me. This is something I've done forever. So even before I was taken over the program at hope again, um, I coached three sports. I was a, you know, football coach, uh, basketball coach. Um, yeah, I coached uh, tennis in the spring, or, or lacrosse in the spring, or uh, whatever. I've been coaching three seasons my whole uh, time. So being able to just focus on lacrosse is almost like simplifying things for me. Right. Um, and I still miss coaching football, but I still coach. I still have time in my schedule because we have a dead period. I still coach middle school basketball, uh, which I've I've done since the very first year that I I started coaching too. So I've coached basketball as long as I've coached lacrosse. But uh, it just I just love it, and you know it's it's uh, been nice to reflect on on how much I enjoy it. You know I mm -hmm. really miss it, um, and um, I'm just competitive person. So sports is a great outlet for me. I'm also kind of shy. Uh, so sports is my social, you know, it's how I, I get out and, and, uh, interact with people and meet people. And, um, you know, I, I miss my friends, you know, so, right. so, uh, I was able to go 
actually go recruit on the road yesterday. Um, and it was really nice to catch up with people that I hadn't seen in a long time um, uh-huh. and watch the lacrosse game at the same time, which was, which was great. So, um, you know, as far as the recruiting, there's, there's no shortcut to that. It's, it's work and preparation. And, um, you know, we're very fortunate that at hope that it's such a nice place, you know, it's an, it's an attractive place to go to school. It's a great education, you know, so, so I don't have to, uh, stand on my head to sell the fact that it's a great place to be and a wonderful place to study. And, you know, so we, we have an awful lot going for us, um, with regard to that. And then I think I have some insight into the mind of, of high school seniors. Cause I spend all day with high school seniors. Mm-hmm. So, um, they don't want to talk to a 51 year old man, <laughs> you know, <laughs> me having a phone call, a long phone conversation with them every week is just not really on the priority list for any of them. I don't think. And watching my own sons go through it, um, too, they, they've been both through the process too, you know, kind of being a fly on the wall for some of their conversations with, with people. And there, there's also, I've learned there's all sorts of different ways to recruit, uh, in this landscape today. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm very, you know, look, I'll be upfront with the kid. This is your decision. It's one of the most important decisions, you, you know, maybe the most important decision you've ever made at this point in your life. Um, and I need to honor that and respect that. So if you need anything from me, let me know. I got your back, but, but I'm not going to be blowing up your phone, buddy. You know? So yeah. that's, that's one yeah, of the first things that, that I, you know, address with them. Um, uh, but I am very diligent getting back to people. So it's a priority for me to make sure if I've got an email, you know, that I, that I hit them back quickly. Um, and if, and someone texts me, which, you know, I'm used to it now. It was, it was very foreign to me at first, but, uh, you know, being able to get back to them relatively quickly is, is, uh, important to me too. So, uh, and, and, you know, I think it's a little bit of an advantage having been a father, uh, and watching my own boys go through the process. Um, and, and the process, I mean, the, the travel ball and the summer play and the high school ball, and the, you know, all of it. Um, and, and both of my boys played other sports too. So, you know, I had some perspective on that. I think that that helps. And that also helps me kind of define what we're looking for. You know, we want a kid who's an athlete. We want a kid who loves to play. We want a kid who's, who's going to compete, you know, even if, even if all you're trying to do is play a game of ping pong or something like that, you know, so we, we try to figure out, you know, who these guys are and, and, um, you know, get an assessment from their coaches to what, uh, you know, what that kid's priorities are. So if you, if you come to hope and you're not a, a student, um, you're going to struggle and I don't want to put a kid in that situation, you know? So, mm-hmm. so there's, there's lots of kids who they're just not that into school. Um, and so that's, a that's a non-starter for me, yeah. you know? So we, we do, we're, we're a little bit better now. I think at narrowing that down a little more early in the process, so we don't chase, you know, guys that are really good lacrosse players because there's lots of really good lacrosse players more, more, more every year. Um, but, but aren't a great fit, you know, and, and I mean that in terms of like both ways, right. right? So wouldn't pay for them to go and be miserable and struggle and, you know, not, not be into it 
Um, and you know, that happens from time to time, but we really work hard to try to avoid that. So, um, so that's, that's part of it and try to get to know the kid, you know, and if I, if I can get out and, and, um, work a clinic or coach him a little bit or watch him in action at practice or, you know, so we we do spend a lot of time in the summer, which I have off, you know, I don't have to teach in the summer. So Mm -hmm. I've got, I've got all the time in the world to go and, and work really hard, um, at the hope stuff. And, and, uh, and it's, you know, definitely key to do that. You know, I I can't just, uh, I can't just disappear in the summer. So, yeah. And I think having been a lot of good beach days, but that's, that's all right. Yeah. You know, that's okay. Yeah. And I think having been on actually one of your recruiting visits before, um, yeah, I can speak to the people about the logistics of it. It it seems like, you know, your, your whole mentality, your whole culture is you want people that want to be at hope. Um, regardless of lacrosse or not. So once that's established, you don't have to, you know, I don't want to say it's definitely, you definitely work as hard, but you don't have to look as hard for those people because a lot of them are, you you know, you're looking for people that want to come to you in the first place. So that kind of helps that situation. And then in terms of the actual visits and stuff like that, you know, it's a lot of afternoon visits or, you know, hope has a sure. great setup for you where they, they'll take the kids around during the day. And then, you know, when your teaching yep. schedule overlaps and then you show up or have an assistant, you know, take care of it on the back end and, and do the face to face. So it, I mean, I'm sure it takes a lot of planning on your end to, to see a kid on a, you know, a weekday during the school year, but uh, I'm right. sure you make it happen as needed or you do some weekend visits and stuff like that. So um, sure. Yeah. And I mean, we're, we're at practice, right? So mm-hmm. that's probably the best time to visit, right? If you you want to know about how we're, how we're doing lacrosse, come, you know, show, show yeah. up for that time. And, and hope is great about, you know, they'll get you to sit in on a class. They'll get you to talk to a professor that, you know, they do a fantastic job of all that. Um, and I'm laser focused on lacrosse. And, and uh, so come when that's happening yeah. and then we can have a great conversation about that after. So and that's really important um, for the kids to be able to hang out with the guys because we've got a great group of people um, and you know, they, they'll know really quickly if they're comfortable, you know, in that or not. And, and um, you know, I have a ton of confidence in, in the guys, but we also pay attention to that too. So we talk to them about, okay, you know, here's how to treat a person correctly. Here's how to communicate you know, keep it, keep it simple in terms of what our, our goals and our mission is, you know, always have your teammates back, right? How can you help this person? Like, and so if this kid's a potential teammate of yours, how can you help them make a good decision about whether this is the right place um, for them? So uh, I've learned over the years to be a little bit more deliberate about that. So I think at first I just sort of assumed Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. They're thinking about it the, the same way I am. And now I'm very discreet about, you know, I want you thinking about this exactly the same way that, that I am. Um, and I've got a lot of experience and, and a lot of trial and error has gone into this in terms of, you know, what, what's worked for people when they've come here, what hasn't necessarily worked for people, or if it worked for people, it didn't necessarily work for us as a program, you know, so we, we try to be really intentional about, you know, the, the kids that we're bringing in and what our mission is and yeah. very upfront about that right from the get go. Yeah. You know, you know, you know how it, how it goes, right. It's, and that's how we learn anything I think is 
by bumping up against the the limits, right? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, I, I did the same thing. I kind of assumed like a kid comes to campus, you know, I have a good time with him. He goes and hangs out with the right. guys. I assume that everything works unless I hear otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But what I learned right. too is that if those guys don't know the system. Like if our own guys don't know exactly what we want, they're not necessarily going to come up to you and be like, hey, this guy, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, this guy kind of sucks. Right. They're not going to come out and right. tell you that unless it's like egregious. So like you have you to actually ask. tell them yeah. like, Hey, I need to know. And so then yeah. right after that, I, I, they were definitely like, Hey, you know, this guy's pretty cool. Maybe a little cocky, you know, maybe he's trying to impress us, but you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, or exactly. we had other guys were like, this guy's a nightmare. Like I lost him for two hours last night. I don't know where he went. Oh, so, oh. <laughs> so yeah, you gotta be, you know, once you open that door of communication, tell him like, listen, I want to know everything. And yeah. you know, do you want him to be your teammate? Essentially is what, what you're asking. Yep. And it sounds like overall you're recruiting and, and how you manage your schedule is all about, you know, efficiency. You, you know, the strengths of your campus and your program and you just leverage that. So, you know, that your, your campus is gorgeous. I always call it the country club by the lake. Um, <laughs> you know that your program has, has good kids and you know that a lot of them are self-starters, so you you definitely leverage that to you know like how you do your weightlifting. You know you, you do it in small groups led by by you know upperclassmen instead of doing one big team lift where you have to physically be present. So you know that's just another yeah, example of, of you taking rules, advantage. Right. Yeah. And a lot of the rules that that we have um, to ensure that school is first at Hope in terms of our limited contact outside of our season. Um, really means that we have to be good at that, mm -hmm. right? So we have to have great leadership on the team. Uh, we have to have guys that are involved. We have to have guys that are fired up to work when I'm not watching, you know, um, and that's really important, but that's also very liberating for them. They know that I trust them um, and they know that I have their back and they know I'll do anything that they need to help them succeed, but they also know it's theirs, mm -hmm. you know, that's their effort. That's going to make the difference. It's their work. That's going to make the difference. It's their time on the wall in the weight room or just playing, just like guys get a drop in going, I just play more, you know, even if it's a tennis ball game, you know, with little nets in the gym or, or, you know, we, we've had done some stuff with the women's team where we played tennis ball lacrosse, which is just, it's a blast. Uh, so, uh, and don't forget you're, you're doing this to have fun, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is your entertainment. You get plenty of time in the library and in the lab and in class and stuff. This is your, uh, recess as one of our, our former players and captains, Gino Battaglia pointed out, he goes, guys, this is recess, man. Let's have a good time. You know, yeah. we're up here to run around. Let's do it. You know, I've noticed over the years that you have a very, you know, I've seen a lot of programs where things are micromanaged and, and the coach has his hands on every single, you know, thing that happens in the program, which is, it can be successful. You know, it, it also oftentimes isn't, but your kind of attitude and your, your vision for your program is, is a very much like a, a laid back, you know, let, you know, give them guidance and, and let them kind of run with that type, type of mentality. And I think it's done wonders for, for your program, especially it definitely fits, you know, your personal schedule as well, that it just kind of, you right. know, it works. And, 
and at the same time, I am a micro manager, <laughs> you know. So, so it's really it's kind of strange. Um, I just can't play that part to them, right? You know? <laughs> that doesn't it just doesn't come across the right way. If it, but but I have everything planned. I have everything organized. I right. have resource on top of resource on top of resource stacked up for them, um, and I'm, I've become more conscious of how valuable their time is. Mm -hmm. Um, so even if I have three hours with them, I might not take all three hours with them. Um, because sometimes there's a diminishing return, uh, to that given what time of the year it is, you know? Yeah. So if it's midterms, um, I can't do that, you know? So I've actually started to give them some more days where, uh, our assistant coaches who, who, you know, are not well compensated at all. Some are just straight volunteers. They stay home and I'm there. Uh, and if you want to work on something great and, and if you've got to study, go study, you know? Yep. Um, and so we, you know, we have typically on Mondays, there's Sunday, we never do anything on Sundays. And then Monday, sometimes we'll, we'll double it up and have a day, which we call it the gray day. Um, and usually the kids have a team left, which they organize and run. And, and, you know, I'm there for the whole practice time in case anybody needs anything or mm-hmm. wants to get shots up or wants to work on something or, or whatever. Um, and most of the time people take me up on it. Sometimes they don't. And it's great because it's like, you made a good decision, you know, for you. And I would just savvy enough to get out of the way which is <laughs> half the battle sometimes you know because these guys are men and I, I need to treat them as men yeah you know? especially and, and, I mean, uh, those we know seniors, you're gonna man. make yeah we know you're gonna make some decisions at that point in your life that are they're ridiculous they're just dumb you know but that's how you that's how you learn right so if we yeah. take care of you every little thing for them that. <laughs> right yeah exactly you know you need to be able to pick up the, the you know help them clean up the mess when they they get into it a little bit maybe, but, but, um, you know, the, the wisdom that the older kids can put on the younger kids is invaluable. So having that, you know, the, those kids who are sophomores, juniors, seniors who get it, be able to help the younger guys get it as quickly as possible is just really, really important, you know, and it's worth, worth spending time, uh, making sure that they're organized so that that, that can happen. Those interactions or collisions between those guys need to happen, you know, whether we're having a on the field practice or not. So that, right. that's very important. Okay. So moving, moving in a slightly different direction. Um, you know, one thing that I've always been interested in and, and other people have expressed interest too, when I told them that you were coming on, you know, take us through a day in the spring where you have a, a home game on, on a weekday where you're also teaching, you know, what does that day look like for you? Yeah. So, um, you know, depending on what time we, uh, we catch the bus, right? So if it's a home game, it's easy because we play our home games at seven o'clock at night. Um, and I'm, I'm done with school. I actually get to come home. Um, maybe take a walk around the block with my wife, catch up a little bit with her, um, grab a quick shower and boom, head down to, to, you know, pregame. So it's pretty nice. I, I live about a mile away from where I teach. Um, and we're right by a 
a couple lakes. And so it's really easy to take a really relaxing walk and refocus and uh, get some FaceTime with Lisa, which is always awesome. And, uh, you know, so home games are almost one of the, the easiest days that I have. <laughs> they're really, they're really fun. You know, so I, I really, really look forward to home games. Now it's really hard to get us to get people to come play us at home. Um, because, uh, uh, people's travel restrictions and different, um, leagues around us. So mm-hmm. out of conference opponents have to either come around Lake Michigan, um, which is, which is, you know, adds a couple hours to the trip right. for them, which adds to their budget. Um, or they need to come from, from South, uh, or maybe East, but the East guys, they don't necessarily want to come this far, <laughs> you know? So, so we've had, we've had a struggle getting home games, um, outside the conference. Uh, but we're in a pretty good rhythm with that now, you know, we've, we've traveled to some places and then they'll come back. And so we're, we're doing better with that, um, with our schedule, but yeah, those, those days are just, those are some of the best days of the year right there, home games. So, so, and I think it helps me not be, uh, all wound up about it because I'm just busy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. So I, I'm teaching, um, senior English and then I'm teaching American literature and then I'm teaching AP literature and then I'm teaching senior English again and then I'm finishing with American literature and then I can relax and you know get ready for the game so I'm not I'm not watching film or anything like that to, yeah to you're not driving yourself home. crazy I, with with new strategies no, not at and not yeah. at all no it's it's, uh, it's like uh recess for me too it's like oh this is the fun part I I get to go uh, coach a game tonight. You don't so think it's about awesome. it for 12 it's a really hours. good family. <laughs> no, I don't. No. Yeah. And I think, you know, um, it's never been different for me. So I just literally don't know any better. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would be the same thing if we had a Friday night uh, football game that I was coaching or, you know, a, a hockey game that I'm coaching at night or, or a basketball game or whatever. It's always been, that's always been part of the rhythm. And even when I was playing sports. You know, so I, I played everything. When I was better, up huh? Yeah, you got school and then you got sports. And shoot, I probably don't even get through college without sports. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> to have fair. that balance has always been a really important uh, part of my life. So I, I'm I'm very lucky that I can continue to to do that. I think. Well, you keep, you're doing it well. So if you're if you're a good as good of an English teacher as you are as a lacrosse coach, then I'm sure uh, everybody's pretty happy <laughs> over at North Muskegon. <laughs> I work really I work really hard at that. I, oh, gotcha. I take it very 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 seriously and have since I since I started. So I didn't start out as a teacher. I was a coach before I was a teacher. My wife was a teacher. Um, I was a writer, a freelance writer uh, for magazines, and I still do a little bit of that. But um, uh, also wrote for the Grand Rapids Press and and uh, did copywriting and editing and you know uh, switching over to being a school teacher was a really big step in my life and, and I'm very glad that I did that very very glad so uh, I have experienced life in another way <laughs> and this yeah. is, this is way better and and I'm I'm rolling with it for for uh, all it's worth. That's awesome. I'm glad glad it's working so well for you. Um, yeah, me too. That's having awesome. been a, a writer, an English teacher, a lacrosse coach, what uh, what has been the most influential 
book, maybe not even about sport or coaching, but, you know, leadership, you know, w- what book has most influenced you as a, as a coach? <laughs> How much time do you have? You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, the, I'll pick two and then, uh, two to highlight, I think that are, that are relatively recent books. Um, okay. and when I was in graduate school, obviously I, re- I read a lot of uh, leadership books and organizational books. Um, uh, but, uh, the best one that I've ever read on organization, uh, and leadership, uh, and, and it's actionable and as effective, it's called the program. And, and it's by Eric Kapitulik. He's a leader of this, uh, organization that called the program. And then he wrote a book this last year and it's just, it's outstanding. So is that based on are, the military training? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's his background. Michigan before. We, yes. They, they work with the university of Michigan. So I had a chance to, uh, sort of watch my son go through the physical part, of the part of it, uh, the training part this year. And that was really interesting to get his insight uh, into, uh, how effective that was. And, and I haven't gotten him to read the book yet. <laughs> yet. He's been studying and working and doing other things, but, but I, I've talked to him, I've had so many good conversations with him about, some of the just really basic principles in the um, the book and some of the chapters and some of the anecdotes that he has and and um, and a ton of experience. So he was a lacrosse player in college as well. So he gets it. He spoke to us at the IMLCA convention. Um, a dynamic speaker and a really impressive person. Uh, so you know, if, if trying to improve you know, make any little improvements, very actionable. So there was just some simple things that after he talked to me, I walked out a, a, a more effective person like, okay, you know, this is what's important. The rest of this stuff, I, I, I need to keep my eye on the prize, you know? So, okay. um, very, very helpful. Uh, and I highly recommend that. So, um, and then I, I you know, I like characters, so I read the book Swing Your Sword. Um, it's Mike Leach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is going to sound I exactly. Sound little, I know exactly what you meant when you said that. Yeah, it's going to sound a little bananas, but um, as a football coach, which I still consider myself a football coach too, even though I haven't done it for for a few years now. Um, some of his concepts. Right. So uh, are, are so outside of the, um, you know, the normal way of thinking about this that I really identify with that. So, you know, I started playing lacrosse as a hockey player playing lacrosse as a, maybe a basketball player playing lacrosse as a tennis player playing lacrosse as a little bit of a football player playing lacrosse. You know, I mean, I didn't know how to play lacrosse when I started. Um, and then a couple of years later, I'm coaching it. So I've always been a little bit taking all this, my knowledge from about being an athlete sports, right. You know, mm-hmm. and trying to apply it to how, what's going to be the best way for us to win this game. So I just really dig his perspective on football. Um, and it, it, so I, I think it's very valuable in terms of offense, his offensive theory about how to leverage the space available to you and make sure that you're threatening that space um, continuously, putting a lot of stress on the defense, which clearly it's worked for him. 
right? Yeah, you know, because correct me if I'm wrong, his whole concept to is that. to yep. constantly put pressure all over the field as much as possible at all times. Correct. Yep. Sideline to sideline and to make it easy for the person making the most important decision to make that decision. So okay. if you think about your quarterback and he has got to have seven read progression while, you know, moving back out of center while considering, you know, he, there's just too much going on all at once for him to make a good decision. So his whole process is quarterback focus, which I think is a lovely transition to lacrosse because think about how many decisions you have to make every time you catch the ball. Um, and a lot of kids just punt that decision. Well, yeah. I'm just to throw it to the next guy, right? Yeah, exactly. But how many times have you watched that? It's just like, he just needs to get rid of it right now, you know? Yeah. Well, the <laughs> other team picks up on that too. <laughs> Great way to attack that defensively too. But, but um, you know, encouraging the person to make a good decision means that you have to make that decision easy for them to make. And I think that was a, like for me last year, I, I read all of his stuff last summer. That was one of my projects, watched all the you know stuff I could on him. And, and I, I got some of his actual, you know, play sheets and things like that and kind of looked at it and it's like, okay, so, so how do you simplify this for your quarterbacks? Well, you know, he's notorious for having a two hour quarterback meeting where they talk about pirates and stuff like that. But, but really at the heart of it is him empowering that, that kid. Um, which is a theme that we've already been talking about today. Like, okay, so I, I can't go out and score anymore. Right. You know, so I got to figure out well, how to make it easy for you guys to do that because that's fun. Like scoring a bunch of goals is great. It's fun. Right. Yeah, um, absolutely. and you don't have overtime games when you score a bunch of goals. So, <laughs> so if we, we just address that right, right away. Right. And we have an awesome defense and, and we're, we're good on ground balls. We're solid program all the way through but boy everybody relaxes when when you've got an eight goal lead you know yeah <laughs> so, it's a Definitely. much different scenario as you know so so if we can focus on putting the ball in the back of the net um you know and making it easy so we we really had a point of emphasis with our guys this year is you know these guys by the time they get to you at college they've been taught a lot of stuff so they've been taught stuff by their junior high coach, by their high school coach, by their club coach, by the private lesson that they had. You know what I'm saying? There's so much overload of information on these guys. How do we undo some of that and just make it simple for them? Uh, and then they have more fun too, right? Because mm -hmm. if it's a if it's a simple thing, then they can just go and play. You know, so that's one of our. You know, we we have three things that we work on every day. The first thing is, um, you know, that, that we want to run the field. Second thing is that we want to share the work. And the last thing, and the most important thing underneath all of it is just play. Remember, you're playing a game. We're supposed mm -hmm. to be having a good time, you know? So if you're, if you're up in your head and you're thinking about everything too much, right, um, which has the added benefit of when there is a pressure situation, which we've struggled with, right? So if it's a game versus a big game, like, and every coach struggles with this. I think, you know, what happens in a big game? Well, geez, what happens in a big game should be what happens on a Tuesday, you know? Right. I mean, it's, 
that, you know, there's, it, it shouldn't be that much different. It just maybe should be a little bit more exciting when it's over. Right. You know, so, um, that work part of it, that day to day, you know, we got to fly around. If we're going to fly around on the big game, we got to fly around every day and, and we've got to make sure that we're enjoying ourselves. Because, uh, yeah, that's why would we do it otherwise, right? Yeah, if we're not why doing it to have fun, that? then why are we? Right? Here? Yeah, yeah. Why? What, what are we? What are we thinking about here? You know. So, um, and to speak to your your prior point, I think that's been an asset, a kind of a secret asset for me. Is this is fun for me, right? My whole livelihood and career and everything is not dependent on this this is fun for me you know <laughs> and uh and it's not hard for it to be fun for me you know it's 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 the uh, one part of my day that i look forward to so much you know so i think that they can tell that i really love it you know and, well and i could i, I, I could know. tell from your recruiting visit that you're having a good time <laughs> at all times yes yeah. Yeah, and and yep. you, you bring that yeah. point across to them very early, and and it either turns kids turns kids off, or they buy in right away, yep. and that's yeah, that's might. what you want out of yeah. it. Yeah, I think that's that's one thing that um, you know, it takes a little while to get to know me, but once once you do, you know, especially now that I'm older. Like when I was younger, you could tell I was very competitive, right? You know, now I'm kind of laid back but I'm not really laid back. That, that's yeah. just not, that's not who I am. As a, you're you're as trying a to be being. as laid back as possible, but it's still in there. Well, I am, you know what I mean? In my day to day, I am, it's important to be that way, but, but I'm going, you know, I'm like mm-hmm. that duck, you know what I mean? The feet are going hard <laughs> underneath the surface. You know what I mean? This, I'm always going and I flip the switch, you know, r- right away when I wake up in the morning and I'm, I'm ready to go. So it's, it's, uh, it's been fun. Like the, the longer guys get to know me on our team, you know, that by the time they're a junior or a senior, they get it, you know, they, mm-hmm. they get it. You might not get that from a recruiting visit. You know, <laughs> you might not yeah. get that in a half take an hour some, when I walk around. Time. And, for sure. Yep. For sure. And th- I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And I'm just not a, you know, a hard sell, type dude you got to tell me by tuesday it's probably not gonna ever be in a conversation that i have unless tuesday happens to be may 1st um (laughs) you know by the time they're a senior in high school or something like that where the college has a deadline so i just it's such a big deal to these kids um and i and i want to have their back even if they don't come to hope right you know I, i just think that that's so important and um i i teach some elective courses in SAT prep, in uh, AP class, uh, in college search, you know, how to write your, your, your uh, college applications. And, you know, I know what, I know how hard it is for these kids to get to that point. And I, it's not easy um, for me to remember that when I'm working with them, you know, so yeah. I know what their day looks like. So, so it's helpful. Um, but sometimes the, the sports part, the fire part, where I'm fired up to win part, it might get lost in that a little bit. I get you. So yeah. I'll leave you, I'll leave you with this. Um, lacrosse comes back next Saturday with the MLL tournament. Yeah. Starting. Uh, yeah. are you without making anyone mad? Are you more excited about the MLL tournament or the PLL championship series? 
I, I'll tell you what. Um, we have, uh, I bought two little tiny goals, um, mm-hmm. like those little pop-up kind of semi-circle soccer goals. Yeah. And I'm excited for me and my wife to take on our two sons, like 18 and 22 years old, in the front yard because it's a game. So, so I'm pumped about that. So if there's lacrosse on, I've been watching the tournament. So, so they're, you know, the division one coaches can't be at any of these things. Right. I've been watching. So I was just sitting watching and we probably don't have much of a opportunity to recruit Baltimore. Right. But I watched the crabs play FCA uh, the other day and it was a fantastic game. I just, I'm so in love with the game of lacrosse. I, I can't help myself. So yeah, I'll be watching and I'll be just rooting for a good ball. Um, you know, which is, it's lacrosse is kind of cool like that. Cause we're all sort of part of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> even if you root group. for one team, you're still rooting for the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't really have a team. I don't, I don't have a shoot. If you ask me the names of the MLL teams, I probably don't even know them, you know? Um, but I'll watch it. Right. That's Just funny. like I, if it was a game happening in my yard, I'd watch that too. <laughs> you know? So, so, um, I, yeah, I'm pumped to watch that. I'm really excited that they're coming back. I'm excited to watch some of the NHL when they come back, like to fast forward to the playoff part of the NHL. What a, yeah. what a cool, what a cool, what a cool opportunity that is going to be to see. Um, I'm super excited about the PLL. My sons and I watched that like we've never watched sports before last year. So whatever they did, the secret sauce, um, it got all of us three dudes in the same room doing the same thing at the same time around sports, which at my house is, it's probably more around books at our Mm -hmm. house. Um, and I've never brought my sports stuff home. Uh, just the way that we kind of operate at our house. Um, uh, it's obviously big enough of a deal, you know, so it was really cool for the, the three boys just to sort of sit and watch. And then Lisa's enough of a fan of a sport too. She came and watched a little bit with us and the shorter field, uh, the, the long poles bombing two pointers. Um, I mean, that got everybody's attention at the very, very beginning. And we watched one game. Um, I can't remember who it was. And this guy had six points just on two pointers and he was a pole. So it might've been Jared Newman. You know, I mean, it was like, what, what? He did it again. Was that the replay? Yeah. No, he just did that again. You know? like, are you checking this out? You know, so my younger son is a Paul, and he was like, oh, that was cool. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. I'm excited. So he's got, I'm excited. he's got a whip snakes. Uh, he picked the right um, team. He's got a whip snake <laughs> shirt. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you picked the right dudes, man. That was that was really fun. Well, so. What's cool about it is with the at least with the PLL, you you don't pick a team based on like, you're not given a team. You pick a team based on your personality and the personality of the team. So yeah. it's a it's a yeah. unique concept. You know, yeah, sure. There's yeah, there's some things like if you're a big Notre Dame guy, then yeah, obviously the Redwoods are attractive. Or if you're a big you know, Team right. USA guy, you're the Atlas or uh, Maryland and really the Snakes. An interesting way to market it. Um, and my older son was ex- sort of explaining that to me. So I wasn't tracking on that at all. Like uh, that there was a little bit of a, a thing going there. A theme yeah, yeah. Like if but, you're a uh, Chaos yeah, I thought fan. That was pretty cool. 
half the team yep. plays boxers from Albany or Canada. So, yeah. So yeah. It, there's something for everybody. And they did that to build, you know, cohesiveness from the get go. Cause these are brand new teams. So they're like, so smart. We, we put these guys together cause they kind of know each other and then we'll, we'll move it around from there. So yeah, it worked out. So I'm, I'm really excited for, you know, yeah, aren't you pumped for that? Like, I, I can't wait yeah. to watch that. What I'm bummed about is that I can't watch the replays because I'm I I watch games all the time, whether it's live or or not. Um, and I just haven't been able to figure out how to get the replays of the games from last year. Mm. Um, so it was for... kind of like old school. It was like live while they're playing live. Let's sit down and watch it. So it was it was really cool experience for us, and I I think that'll be that'll be pretty fun. Um, you know, over the next couple of weeks and give us a little bit of a, a break and, you know, so different than rooting for the Detroit lions or, <laughs> 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 which I'm hopeless. I'm hopeless on that. I, I always think this is going to be the lions year. And I do still think this is going to be the lions year this year too. So yeah. But cool. All right, Mike, I really appreciate your time. It's been great getting your insight and, and, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. So I'm I'm sure we'll I talk really again about the tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Uh, reach out anytime. Thanks. Sounds good. Thanks, Mike. See ya.